We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 54, the show that wants to know things. And where Allie almost forgot that she's the one leading this and needed to start talking after the intro. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the Lord of Warcraft one or two or whatever topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one that's hoping to just take some walks during her lunch break soon now that we're, you know, done with 95 degree days. And meanwhile, I'm joined by the one melting in the triple digits. It's the marathon man himself. It's Jin. Yeah, it's me. Oh, yeah, you were talking about 95 and I'm like... <laughs> in my defense, I still remember summers in Arizona with triple digits, 122 and all that jazz. So I, I do feel your pain. All right, all right. No, it's just... <laughs> 95, I'm like, that's a nice day right now. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is pretty nice. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> hey, hey, what have you been up to? Oh, well, I thought you would never ask. Well, I have been up to the standard, you know, the work, the wow, and all that. But uh, primarily, the only thing that I've really done that is interesting uh, in the past two weeks is I got back from uh, Maine. Yeah, so I decided to uh, go on a little guild meetup, and it was, honestly, it was freaking phenomenal. I needed a little bit of a break. It was nice to just turn the old brain off for a little while and just enjoy the time and the I don't know, the trees of Maine. Yeah. Oh, man, it was great. I even took some. Uh, oh, they're beautiful there. Yeah. Took some took some videos while I was even doing my runs because, you know, Marathon Man himself. Right. Who lives there? Look at that shit. It's a real mansion. Jesus. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went on a, a 15 mile run on that uh, on Saturday there. So I was taking all sorts of little videos because. I did have to take my phone with me. Normally, I just run with my watch and my headphones because my watch is like, here's the music. We do music, too. It's just a watch, but it also does music. Okay, that's cool. So, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I uh, was uh, brought my phone. And it's a good thing I did because I got lost for a little bit. I was like, I was like literally running at one moment where I was like, <laughs> you know, you're trying to do the walking directions with. <laughs> it's like this thing's true. I have done walking directions with Google Maps. It's. Awkward at times. Yeah. <laughs> so I was doing that, but while running, and I'm like, where'd I go? <laughs> and I was also doing the little pinch and zoom with really sweaty fingers. I was like, ah, oh, this isn't, this isn't working very good. <laughs> uh, uh, luckily, I found my, found my way back. I was like, I just learned that, uh, okay, I don't actually know exactly where I'm going. As soon as it looks like the turn, uh, I'm just going to pause and look and go, okay, now we'll turn. <laughs> This is the way. <laughs> yeah, but it was a fantastic time. Uh, I got to meet up with uh, old Luke and Kirk and Lex and Brett and Chris, and it was just a fantastic time. Um, so, oh, the, oh, the other the great thing was too. So we were doing this little like uh, 
you know, it's man, it's man. So, so we were man, and we were doing this little nature walk thing. Because we we're just like, hey, let's go get down in the trees, let's go test some grasses, like everyone likes to say on the internet for right now. I don't know, it's kind of weird, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we were touching some grass or something, uh, and we were doing the little walk through the through the woods. And we just happened to stumble across some like science camp style, like freaking obstacle courses that were like, well, of course we're doing these. <laughs> so, so we're literally like doing little balance beams and little, you know, we're like the the logs are suspended by like just chains. So it's like really yeah. freaking wobbly. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. But we were doing that. <laughs> it was uh, nice. actually ridiculously fun that we were doing all that crazy crap. Um the no injuries were had, even though apparently we discovered that since we were kind of going on the route a little backwards, we were also doing the obstacles backwards. So there was like a couple spots where it was like, that would have been way safer if we were going the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Only only a t- only one minor boo boo. That was a uh, that was a uh, got got. So, so no, 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 no big deal. Uh, we were just <laughs> We're all fine. We had a good time. That's how you know it was a real hike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but I had a fantastic time. And I loved it. And, yeah. I look forward to whatever the next meetup is next time. Probably BlizzCon, honestly, because there's supposed to be a BlizzCon in 2023. So, that's probably the next one will be. But enough of that. Uh, Allie, what have you been up to? Huh? What you been doing? Hmm? Envious of you. I like my guild, and I miss them. I got to meet in 2019, at least most of them. But I was so new to the group and not really officially part of the guild yet. There's like, hey, you've been writing with us and we like you as a person. Come have dinner with us. And we were, we were like, okay. And it was wonderful and lovely. And now that I'm like actually embedded and they're stuck with me and stuff, I I want to see them all again. So I'm, I'm envious, but I'm really glad you got that chance. And I loved your pictures. Yeah, those are good ones. I like them. <laughs> They're pretty trees. I like the trees. pretty trees. Yeah, the trees are nice. <laughs> the, tre- the trees were nice. The trees were nice, honestly. The trees over there are beautiful, so mm-hmm. that's a thing for sure. I have also been up to some WoW. Kind of feeling done with season four. Ready to not do raids. I've been doing all expansion already. I got my got my slime cap. I think I mentioned that last time. I think, I think. I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. remember. I, I love my guild, and I'm gonna keep logging in to hang out with them. But I'm kind of hoping that everyone just decides that they're done soon. Once I think we're wait, we're waiting to get slime cap for one other person. So if we can do that, like and just and just be done with season four, that that'd be cool. <laughs> that that'd be cool. <laughs> Let's go do raid achievements or something. That'd be cool. I like that. Yeah, that sounds good. I like this. Yeah, but that's all right, because I've been playing some Dragonflight Alpha as well. And as much as I would <gasps> like, because work's alpha. been... Um, it's beta now. It's it's beta now. It's beta now. I'm sorry. I'm stuck <laughs> in the alpha mentality still. Uh, work's been pretty horrible, more so than it has been in a really long time, which means there are some times when I could easily game, but my brain is dead. So instead, I kick back and watch a show and <laughs> let my brain unplug or I play a silly game on my phone and sit with my dogs on the couch because sometimes work does that to you and you have to do what you have to do. But I have done some beta. Yes, it's in beta now. And that was fun. 
And I'm hoping to do more this weekend. Hopefully, if family stuff doesn't get in the way. And that's kind of about it. Yeah. 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 Nothing too big, really. Yeah. Yeah, kind of samesies. I was like the the beginning of the two weeks and then the last week was like nothing. I was like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Doing work. Yeah, because I totally get what you mean where you're like, sometimes you just want to stretch your brain off. Like there's moments where I'm like, I'm sitting in front of my computer. I'm like, I could play WoW. Let's go watch YouTube. Let's go. Let's go watch YouTube. I've had a couple of those nights <laughs> where I'll be like, I'm going to work on show notes. I stare blankly at my Google Doc for half an hour and realize I'm not going to do show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> what do we yeah. say to the show notes? <laughs> not today. Not today. <laughs> that might have to be a sound clip. Anyways. <laughs> hey, let's let's we should just move on. Let's just move on to what we're drinking. So I want to talk about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Uh-huh. It is a brew. Unfortunately, Bruce. I mean, we are share. We are both having a brew and we are friends and we are having brews at the same time. But unfortunately, we're having different brews. Eh. Sometimes it's fun to just compare and contrast and say, who got the better brew? Um, but how can you really compare if you've never had this brew? You can tell me your rating and I'll tell you my rating of what I got. And you'll be like, you get the better brew. <laughs> or you get it. I, I guess. I guess. You still have to try this at some point. Um, I will. What are you? Let's let's talk first about what you're drinking, because I'm gonna talk a little bit about what I'm drinking. Later. All right. Well, what I'm drinking is I was like I was like okay. So Allie was like, "We're drinking blah 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 blah," because she's gonna tell you. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil it. Spoiler free zone over here. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it. So, so I'm gonna tell you what I'm drinking. So I was walking around looking for what blah 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 blah, blah right, and uh, <laughs> couldn't find it. But uh, here's the thing. So uh, I decided that I was like, you know what? We're kind of talking a little dragon flighty stuff. A little dragon flighty. Yeah, I got a beer named Dragon Assassin. It's from Mother oh, Africa Dragon Assassin, and it's that's not awesome. Like, not like the dra- you're not a Drakthir, and you're an assassin. No, you're not a dragon assassin. No, I assassinate dragons. Because if you look at the little at the, at the see, there's a dragon eye, but then there's like a freaking ninja in the shadows. <laughs> like, it's so cool. <laughs> like, the ninja is gonna get the dragon. <laughs> that's amazing. You may have won this just for that. <laughs> Anyway, awesome. so what the heck is a dragon assassin? So, what is it? What is it? Yeah, what is it? What is it? This is a blah, 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 blah. No, no. Really? No. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of them IPA things. It's a, uh, a northern, a northy. Hazy something. Looks like it's a hazy something. God, it, oh, northeast IPA is what they call it. Northeast IPA. Anyway, so you know how we like the, 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 the frou-frou? Oh, give me the, give the me fluff. The fluff. Okay, give me the fluff. the fluff. Yes. Sharpen you blade and get ready for a deep undercover. This Northeast IPA is exploding with notes of citrus and tropical fruit. Pairs well with bounty hunting, spying, and modifying (laughs) memories of your prey. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want the stats, perfect. 7% alcohol by volume and 30 IBUs. There you go. Nice, nice, nice. All right. All right. That's pretty good. All right. Okay. What is uh, the blah, blah, blah? Fill in the blanks. Remove the sensors. The blah, blah, blah <laughs> is Voodoo Ranger's Atomic Pumpkin. Now, I tend to, I'm admittedly a sucker for Voodoo Ranger because I think their cans are awesome. It's part of New Belgium, blah, blah, blah. So they're available in a lot of places. So I'm thinking surely Jen's going to be able to find this and apparently not. Oh, I found lots of Voodoo <laughs> Ranger. Just no 
pumpkin. Just not this one. Not this one. But I, I tend to like, for me, like I try, like, I like to try different beers and everything. But at the same time, like I also know like Voodoo Rangers, it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. So, um, yeah, they got the juice force. Exactly. Oh, juice force is so good. <laughs> juice force, so good. Juice force, juice force. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and it's because it's New Belgium, you know, it's, it's one that it's, it's, I thought easy enough for both of us to find. Cause sometimes, you know, we're in different States that could be a little tricky to find the same beer sometimes. So like this time pumpkin, but they said what, no to what the sold pumpkin. me on this one, but <laughs> the note of pumpkin, uh, I went to go look at their, their website to see like if there's anything dragon related or pumpkin related because Jim was all posting pictures of him with his pumpkin latte or pumpkin cream cold brew whatever you did oh yeah I did that yeah yeah yeah. and I was like oh maybe we should do some pumpkin something I don't know and then I saw Voodoo Rangers Atomic Pumpkin and let me tell you it says on the website in one place for it that it's the punk rock brother of the pumpkin spice latte alright and so of course you, the, the, the Voodoo Ranger skeleton dude is totally punk up, punk rocked up. It's pretty awesome. But on the side of the box, it says pumpkin ale featuring cinnamon and habanero chili peppers for just the right amount of heat. So is it like fireball? It, it, no, it does not taste like fireball. It tastes like the punk rock brother of pumpkin spice latte. Ah. It honestly does. Cause it's got the cinnamon pumpkininess of a pumpkin spice latte, but the habanero chili gives it like a nice little kick. Oh. And it, so, like, you can still definitely taste the cinnamon, but you have, like, that more, like, a peppery aftertaste almost to it. Uh-huh. And it's actually pretty dang good. Yeah. You- I didn't know what to expect, but this is... Every sip I take, I'm like, hmm, this is this is interesting. Yeah, you should have different. You should have seen it when we were doing the intro. She was doing the... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those that you have to, like, you have to kind of, like, hold it in your mouth for a little bit and really communicate with your brain what is going on with the taste sensations mm-hmm. kind of like norm and cheers where they told him to they hold it in his mouth for a minute they, they sw- swir- swirl it you know? yeah yes yeah, guess switching around there yeah. I mean it really is like this pumpkin cinnamon habanero chili aftertaste to it too and it's just like it's got just exactly just the right amount of heat is it is it's it the norm punk rock brother of pumpkin spice did norm approved I would think so maybe I don't know how Norm feels about pumpkin, though. That's yeah, that's the thing. It's from the Northeast, in the Boston area. Maybe he likes pumpkin. I bet he would. He seems like a pumpkin guy. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I, I think I agree with this. Like I said, every sip, it's just, it's not what I would expect to be putting it in my mouth, but it's actually, it's pretty good. I rather like it. Mm-hmm. So, so how many uh, punk rock pumpkins out of five would you give this? Like four and a half, three? I don't know what. I'd give it maybe four and a half. It's a little. It's a six point four percent, which is decent. Not bad. I wish it was a little higher, but it's decent. Um, it's it's slightly watery, mm-hmm. but it has really good flavors with it. Yeah, absolutely. So it works. It works. I'll give it 4.5 punk rock pumpkins. I will give mine uh, 4.75 dead dragons. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Because (laughs) 
it's not perfect. It's got when you first start drinking, you're like, is that, is that it? Is that it? But if you keep drinking it, you're like, this is nice. I like yeah. this. This is good. Is that from a local brewery? Am I not going to be able to find that here, I'm guessing? It is very local. Like, it's oh. <laughs> super local. Super, super local. I don't I don't know if they have that in your area. I'd have to look it Probably up. Probably not. Yeah, it's by the Fort Rock Brewing, in case you want to look that up. So really, I just need to come visit you, and we need to have all these local beers that I can't get. And then you need to come or visit me. vice versa, right. all the local beers that I can't get, so. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to do a special episode or something one time where we'll record locally or something. I don't know. It's oh, that'd like, be amazing. We'll be like, Little F. Laura, coming to you live. Not really. Uh, <laughs> from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> yes. Live-ish. We're live. You're not. <laughs> we're, we're together. That's really what would count is that we would be together. <laughs> Wherever we would be. We would be together, and you would listen to us being together mm-hmm. in the same room recording. It would be magical. I feel like there's a song by them that together forever. I don't know. I don't. Ignore me. Just ignore me. Just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to move on to the Patreon? Ah, <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Hey. Hey there, everyone. Do you like supporting shows that talk about hobbies and interests that you're also into? Because I do. I like that. Do you find yourself talking <laughs> back to the host out loud where you're listening in the car, and you're like, why would you kill a dragon? Why, that's messed up. If you've answered yes to any of those questions, <laughs> stay tuned until the end of the show to find <laughs> out how you can keep this show and our dragon-killing assassin and punk rock pumpkin habits going. <laughs> yep. Perfect. But anyway, we're going to move on to this now. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? I don't know. <laughs> Well, as well as we like to do every episode, we like to keep talking about ABK stuff, which, you know, sometimes isn't fun, but we want to make sure it's not being swept under the rug because important stuff going on. And we want to ins- we want to insport. I don't know what sport is, but we want to do it. We want to support the employees and the victims of the abuse and horribleness that has gone on in the ABK However, this week, to my knowledge, we don't actually have anything new to discuss on the ABK front. One of my go-to places for information is the ABK Workers Alliance Twitter, which you can find at a better ABK on twi- Twitter, uh, obviously. Uh, the only stuff we found recently, though, is our support of the Ubisoft employees speaking out against the infamous game dev crunch and the fact that Congress is going to be holding a meeting tomorrow at the time of this recording on corporate union busting. Nice. So that might be interesting to see what comes from that. Yeah. But that's that's about all we got this week, which felt weird. It's been a... Like I said, uh, I think it was last time, we were very much in the court filings and back and forth. That's true. And it's, that's true. There's not a lot of news. So. Uh, but we're going to keep talking about it. And if we can't find yep. anything, this is the update you get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, if that's the update we get, I guess we can jump into the actual topic. Do it. Yeah? Do it. Do it? Do it. Yeah. Okay, do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. What you talking about? 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 As more news about Dragonflight comes out, and, you know, probably, I would imagine in the not-too-distant future, we'll get even more news, Blizzard seems to be listening to player feedback more, making some good changes. Meanwhile, we are just anxiously awaiting for the release date. But there's another thing we're waiting on, because we like to know things around here. One of the things we want to know is, 
information on the pre-Dragonflight novel. What is it going to be about? Who wrote it? What is it going to be about? I actively added that in twice because we want to know things. We don't know what it's going to be about. It was on Amazon and then it was taken off Amazon. We want to know things. So I thought it would be fun before I get to my bitterness on that and <laughs> speculation. Maybe that we can Allie's go over. Bitter. No, no, not at all. No, I'm just the punk rock of bitter. It's fine. Uh, go through. That's lame. Don't no. Just no. That's lame. <laughs> We're going to go through the <laughs> novels. The looks gives me sometimes. It's crazy. Um, it's because I'm crazy. It's it's fine. It's fine. He knows this. He still asks me to do the show. It's it's fine. So the pre-expansion really novels I just of yeah, that's true. <laughs> 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 oh, this episode is doomed. Okay, so hey, we're gonna talk about the pre-expansion novels of past expansions and kind of review what they were about. Talk a little bit about when they were released, give them fun little ratings, and then we'll talk about the Dragonflight. Yes, because why not? I just, I want to know when that book's coming out, and I'm expressing my desire for knowledge almost in group therapy form here on this episode is really what's going on, I think. I think that might be what's going on, but at the same time, it's kind of a fun way of doing it where you're just like, hey, um... We like to know things, so I figured, you know, our listeners like to know things, too. So, hey, Blizzard, yeah, let us know. Stevie D, what's going on? I know you know. I know <laughs> you know that, that we know that you know, too. So you should just let us know. So, If you would let us know soon, we'll stop calling you Stevie D. That's not going to happen. Unless you like it, in which case we'll just continue. Seriously, I swear fun. to God, if Steve the Newser ever agrees to come on the show, I will call him Stevie D. And if he hates it, okay, I'll stop <laughs> while he's on the show. <laughs> I won't say to his face. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So here's the thing for the original game that the base w- vanilla. World of Warcraft I was doing some research. I'm like, I don't remember there being an official pre Warcraft novel. I mean, we have ones like Lord of the Clans, Last Guardian, Day of the Dragon, Blood of Honor, Blood of Honor, Blood of Blood and Honor. <laughs> but they they weren't like the any kind of official pregame release. I even bugged Jin. I was like, there's not a novel for that officially, right? Like. BC no. either no no novels there there is not no the There's closest not. thing that I would say is a like pre expansion novel or like a pre game novel because it was an expansion it's the first freaking game uh, was actually Cycle of Hatred but again that came out two right. years after the game came out so can't call it pre if it's, it's after right so. true and honestly I feel like the only reason they released that book. Because if you've ever read that book, it's a little, it's a little dry. It's not, it's not their best work. Like it is, at best, like I don't know, three and a half sad orcs uh, out of ten. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not the best. It's not their best work. It's not, it's not their best work. It's not their worst. You'll hear about their worst today. You'll hear about their worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll hear about it. But it, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of boring, and in my opinion, it was like. 
So you know the the intro, the intro to the intro of the game. Yes. The voice actor for Maiev goes. Four years have passed since the mortal races banded together and stood united against the might of the Burning Legion. Four years have passed since blah, 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 right? You know, in the very beginning when the World of Warcraft cinematic and then my dwarfy boy with his bear starts walking. And that cool kick-ass music. <laughs> I feel like they wrote this book as like a, hey, guys, remember at the end of Warcraft 3 where everyone got together and were hunky-dory and they're happy and now we're making them fight? Maybe we showed a book about that. That's what Cycle of Hatred was. Who wrote that one? I don't remember. Keith R.A. DeCandido. DeCandido. That's that's a name. Keith R.A. DeCandido. Yep. That's his name. And I pronounced it 100% perfect. So don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that to say, there really, there's no official novel for that. Or for Burning Crusade. There is not. There is not. The trend of having pre-expansion novels didn't actually start until Cataclysm, believe it or not, because moving on to Wrath of the Lich King, most people associate the Arthas novel with Wrath of the Lich King as a expansion novel, except Arthas didn't actually come out until five months after the expansion dropped. After the expansion. But but interesting story. We'll, we'll tip it here. Christy Golden finished that Four months before the expansion came out. I guess so they waited that long to actually drop it. I like nine months. It, I guess it takes nine months to print the thing? I don't know. <laughs> it had to be pregnant first and then give birth to this wonderful novel <laughs> that made me like the lore more. <laughs> so I can make things really awkward around here. It's, it's, great. it's great. Yeah, that, uh, the, that book, uh, it makes sense why they would probably wait a little bit. And, yeah, and, I get it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because me, as the burgeoning World of Warcraft player, there's someone who hasn't ever done a raid, doesn't understand how the patch cycle works. Because I had joined literally at the end of Burning Crusade. The very end. Where everything was already released. There was no patches coming out for Burning Crusade. It was just going to be Wrath of the Lich King next. And we're all talking about Wrath of the Lich King. Because that's literally what got me into the game. Because I was like, hey, hey, Jen, remember at the end of Frozen Throne, that expansion pack where... You lost? And I was like, yeah, I freaking remember. Uh, so They're like, hi, would you like to get revenge? I said, yes, please sign me up. And I figured that they were going to be like, you know, it was, it, I figured it was going to be like a standard video game because it was just going to be like, all right, we get in there, we beat up Arthas, and then I quit. Right? And I thought that was going to happen. And here I am like 15 years later, still yeah, got about this game. Uh, it's a different game. It's a different game. Uh, it was one of my friends that was like, oh, you're not going to get to fight Arthas right away. What are you talking about? Like, that's, that's probably going to be the last patch. And I was like, Patch? What are you talking about? Like, Patch Adams? What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, well, look, it's, they're going to release the thing. The first raid is going to be. I was like, what's a raid? What do we, what do, we do? What are you doing? Are we going to go raid the enemy capitals? They're like, that's kind of a raid. You, gotta, you need about 40 people to get in there. So you got to convert a raid to do it. But <laughs> that's not really what we're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, so. So you get the, I get the idea why they're like, Let's not get their hopes up with the Arthas crap on day one. All right, let's let's release a little bit later as we, we're approaching patch. Uh, 3.3, I think, is when 
actually they, their, their patch cycles didn't make as much sense back then. It was like 3.7 or something when Ice Crown came out. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, like I started the beginning of Burning Crusade. Like early, I think it was maybe only out for two, three months when I started. This was my first MMO ever. And the friends that, you know, chipped in because we're poor college students, you know, they chipped in and got me the game and stuff. They were all level cap and off doing their level cap stuff. And Noob Alley over there was just trying to figure out the game and just having fun and, you know, being dopey and going around and doing my thing. And it wasn't until Wrath that I actually got into the lore and story and actually realized this is pretty awesome. And part of that is because of the Lich King. And it wasn't until probably towards the, the very end of the expansion where I learned that this book actually where this game actually has books and <laughs> novels and stuff that you can read because I wasn't involved in the community. I was shy little alley hiding behind a monitor and my guild at the time that I ended up being with had to twist my arm to get me to speak invent. So and here I am now podcasting, but I, I didn't know about the novels until I heard I read in like general chat or trade chat or something. Someone mentioned there are the Arthas novel. I'm like, there's a book about <laughs> Arthas. <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest thing ever. And that's when I actually started to like, open my brain to everything of this universe. But on one hand, it, it does make sense that it released five months after because of like, cycles and whatnot. I, I get what you're saying. Patches. I, I get that. But on the other hand, they did a pretty decent job making it so Arthas was kind of this looming threat. Well, the Lich King was often this looming threat the whole throughout the whole expansion. Like, they, I feel like it could have been released sooner. Yeah, it absolutely. Not that could. it mattered to pass me because I wasn't reading it at the time, but I feel like they could have released it sooner. Yeah, they could have. Uh, it could have, you know, garnered some more hype. But I don't know if you wanted more hype because that's when like the servers were like barely holding on because everyone was logging into like like <laughs> true those are the peak Plus, of, those are the peak of hype so uh, i don't know if they need more hype uh still love wrath i at the same time realize that back then the i'm guessing that less people read the novels as they do now i could be entirely wrong with that that's just my theory i don't know i don't know either. I jen know. doesn't know either i don't know I don't know, everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But in case, for some odd reason, you're, you're new to this show, maybe you don't even play Warcraft. Maybe you, someone told you to listen to the show. I don't I don't know. I'm speaking out of my butt right now. But maybe you just need a reminder of the synopsis of the book. And because I took the time to copy and paste it, I'm just going to go ahead and read this anyways. This is Blizzard's actual, like, little ditty about this, okay? When a plague of undeath threatened all that he loved... Arthas was driven to pursue an ill-fated quest for a runeblade powerful enough to save his homeland. Yet, the object of his search would exact a heavy price from its new master, beginning a horrifying descent into damnation. Arthas's pass, path would lead him through the Arctic northern waste toward the frozen throne, where he would face, at long last, the darkest of destinies. I like it. I like it. Now, now we need to adjust the synopsis. 
when a big bad jailer guy was really upset <laughs> at what's happening. He had his dreadlord forces craft a rune blade to come up with. <laughs> this is lovely. This is, this is great. It's good. Because it's true. We know more now. And so it's interesting kind of going back over and looking at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could add a lot more steps between Arthas having the Plague of Undeath. There's, there was a lot of things that led up to it. But hey, you just want to read a book? Read the book. It's a good book. It's actually one of my favorites. I wish there was actually a book that went into the, the other stuff with Jailer and Dreadlords and Ner'zhul and all that jazz. Yeah. That'd be fun. Now that we know that information, it'd be great. Yeah. Even if it's just a short story, I'd take that. Edge of Night was really good, so yeah, I'd totally take it. Edge of Night was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what is your what is your rating of Arthas? My rating of Arthas is going to be... Um, what are we doing? Well, I'll say... I'm going to go 1 to 10. So I got a little bit more to work with. So I'm going to go... Okay, fair, fair. I'm, I'm going to go 9.5 Frostmourns. Because it's... Yeah. It's a very good book. It's not perfect, but it is very enjoyable. It's very, very readable. Honestly, anyone could pick it up and read it. You don't actually have to be a fan of Warcraft to enjoy this book. And that's why I like it. It's one of the, it's one of the, one of the crowning pinnacle books that they ever released. Because that is actually one of the uh, the faults that you can give a lot of these books. Is you don't play the game, you're gonna be like, I don't get it. What's happening here? <laughs> true. It's true. I give this one. 10 rose-colored glasses out of 10. <laughs> because I, I, like I said, this was my first Warcraft novel. I loved the heck out of it. I was like, I need to read more of these books. And I just, now that I go back and read it, like there's little things here and there I can nitpick at and that kind of thing. But it's still just, it has that very special place in my heart. It was my, my gateway drug, if you will. Now, I feel mostly for the laughs. We have to give an honorable mention to Night of the Dragon because that came out five days after Wrath was released. It did? Five days. Yeah, five days. What a book to release. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, Jin, uh -huh. do you want to give us a synopsis? <laughs> okay. So before we give a synopsis, we got to leave a little background. <laughs> Richard Neck. I love you, buddy. Richard Neck. Not, no shade throat, just a little bit of shade, just a tiny bit. Oh, uh, but if you like the War of the Ancients, pff, freaking fantastic! You know, I love those books. Those are actually probably my my top true. three books. Like out of all, like they, in my opinion, those are my rose ten out of ten rose cut the glasses books. Those are fantastic. Love the War of the Ancients. Day of the Dragon, that's a good one too. Yeah, Night of the Dragon. Okay. So, synopsis. Uh, Richard Knack was watching Return of the Jedi, and he's like, that'd be cool. So then he's like, you know, there's this, like, race that just came out recently, the Draenei. I ain't seen her in a book yet. What if I made her a monk that doesn't exist in the game yet? Yeah, I'm gonna make a monk, and it's a Draenei, not a Pandaren. Totally a monk and a Draenei. And she has a staff that goes like, disappears and it's, like, really weird. But anyway... Okay, okay, here's actually what happens. Friggin' Sinestra. This is not Sinestra, it's friggin' it's it's Deathwing's consort. That's not it's it is Sinestra, right? It's Sinestra. Sinestra. Or whatever I can't remember her like mortal guy's names. 
Centharia. I think it's actually her name, Centharia. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, so Centharia. So she's like, hey, there's these like Twilight Dragons. Let's make some Twilight Dragons. Let's make some Twilight Dragons. And then Iridi, Iridi is the monk, right? She's the Draenei monk. You've never, really never heard of her unless you read the book. She, spoiler, she dies. That's a big freaking deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they have to stop Deathwing again from doing the thing. But really, the whole time, you don't even know it's Deathwing. You know, you just, it's Centharia. It's so, so it's basically Ronin. They got the gang back together. Uh, Ver- Verisa and Eridi, uh, and they they have to stop Centharia for making Twilight Dragons. And then you find out at the end of the book, Deathwing's there, and he's got this Twilight eggs at the bottom of Grimbatol. Yep, that's and then that's that's it. And the reason why I said Return of the Jedi is because hey, there there was this thing called the Dragon Soul that got destroyed at the end of Day of the Dragon. Ronan went boop and destroyed it. Well, Centauria rebuilt it, just like the freaking Empire rebuilt the Death Star after it got destroyed. <laughs> same, same freaking thing too. It was like put together in little. Sh- it looked like like a little shard version of it, where it's like it was. They were still trying to find all the pieces to put them all back together. Like, like you were going through the shredder, and you were like, it's like you're trying to piece the little pieces back together, tape it together. <laughs> yeah, it's that level of like, what was happening? Like, there was, like, really nothing really happened other than a Draenei died. We thought Syntharia or Sinestra died, but she didn't. We fought her in Cataclysm. (laughs) (laughs) But she didn't. (laughs) And then we were like, oh, we dealt with the Twilight Dragons. We didn't. Like, it was a a pointless book that nothing happened. And then all all it was basically like, oh, Deathwing, he's still under Grimbatol and he's he's angry. Ah." That's all. That's it. That's all you need to know about Night of the Dragon. Deathwing's Dragon. Uh, rating on uh, Night of the Dragon. Uh, I don't know. Zero out of three. I don't. It's just dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> I've, I've can't even come up with a joke because it's dumb. It's a dumb book. I hated it. I read it in a twelve-hour period, and I was hating it the entire time I read it. I was I was angry reading it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like like hate reading. I was like, oh, I hate this book. So real talk, I've never actually read the whole book, but I'm going to give it a three out of ten Twilight Dragon Eggs, mostly because it's really fun to hear Jen talk about how much he hates it. It's a really dumb book. <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Next, we have Cataclysm. Now, this is where we start getting the trend of a pre-expansion novel being released mm-hmm. with The Shattering. It was literally called The Shattering colon Prelude to Cataclysm or something like that. This one came out not quite two months before the expansion. No, not quite two months. So just a little bit of time. A little bit of time. And a little synopsis for you here. Thrall, wise shaman, and the war chief of the Horde had sensed a disturbing change. Long ago, Azra's destructive native elementals raged across the world until the benevolent titans imprisoned them within the elemental plane. Despite the titans' intervention, many elementals have ended up back on Azeroth. Over the ages, shaman like Thrall have communed with the spirits and, through patience and dedication, learned to soothe roaring infernos, bring rain to sun-scorched lands, and otherwise temper 
the elemental's ruinous influence on the world of Azeroth. Now, Brawl has discovered that the elementals no longer heed the shaman's call. The link shared with these spirits has grown thin and frayed, as if Azeroth itself were under great duress. While Thrall seeks answers to what ails the confused elements, he also wrestles with the orc's precarious future as his people face dwindling supplies and growing hostility with their night elf neighbors. Meanwhile, Varian Rin of Stormwind is considering violent action in response to mounting tensions between the Alliance and the Horde, a hardline approach to that threatens to alienate those closest to him, including his son, Anduin. The conflicted young prince has set out to find his own path, but in doing so, he risks becoming entangled in political instability that is settling the world on edge. That is setting the world on edge. The fate of Azra's great races is shrouded in a fog of uncertainty and the erratic behavior of the elemental spirits. Troubling though it is, may only be the first ominous warning sign of the cataclysm to come. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up what happened in yeah. that book. The, that was actually two descriptions I found put together. <laughs> but I feel like there's just all lot of like little things that kind of happen. And I thought it was just worth bringing it all up in case someone hadn't read it or had been a while. Because again, this kind of started this whole trend of pre-expansion novels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's your rating of this book? My rating of this book is going to be... Um, Oh, I got a little bit of explanation here. So it's going to be six and a half dead Cairn blood hoofs out of ten. <laughs> now, the reason I give it that is because I got to dock this one serious points because this, in my opinion, was the setup for, hey, Blizzard, you you make video games, not books. So <laughs> I logged into the game and like, everything was different and I and nothing in the game told me why and then there was this thing it was like look click here to go buy the book on Amazon you'll find it like it didn't actually have that but it practically should have because it was like if you don't read the book you are lost in the sauce buddy (laughs) it was you had no clue what was going on Bane's the freaking leader of the tour now Uh, you know freaking thralls golf on his vision quest and you're like the hell's going on and you're like now there's a council of three hammers and you're like why is it what and then magni's a freaking diamond you're like what the hell's going on (laughs) 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 like there was a lot of stuff in that thing honestly the only reason i because i didn't read the book before cataclysm came out because i didn't either yeah i was just like i just play the game it's fun only reason i knew about what was happening is i listened to the freaking uh Lore, it well, whatever Lore Watch was called back when it was still Wow Insider's version of the Lore Podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talked about the book and they told you what was happening. I was like, oh, okay. I don't have to read the book anymore. (laughs) 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 Well, that's how I knew because I I still had to go to third party sources to find what the heck was happening. Actually, a very good book. Like, it is actually one of my favorites, but I am docking at points because. In my opinion, this is the worst offender of you got to read the book to know what the heck is happening. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what's your rating? Hmm? I'll give it seven elementals out of ten. Seven. It was a decent. But I mean, you raise a good point. Like it just it was unless you had a synopsis from some other source or 
whatever it might be, podcasts you listen to that talked about lore stuff. It 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 was confusing what was going on in the beginning cataclysm. <laughs> and that's a thing. But now when you go back and read it, it's it's a it's a decent book. Yeah, it's it's, so there it's we go. solid. It's Seven. a solid book. Yeah. I like it. It is a good book. Yeah. That was a that was that was a good one. Yeah. So well done, Christy. Good job. Good job. <laughs> it is good. It's good. All right, should we move on to Miss of Pandaria? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I can. I can I with can Tides of War, oh. which came out oh. one month before expansion. Oh, man. One month. But it was still before expansion. It was a whole thing. This, this one. This one. All this right. one. Would you like to read us the synopsis, good I sir? I would love to read this synopsis. The renowned sorceress, Jaina Pradmore, has long struggled to maintain a lasting p- peace between the Alliance and Horde. But now, as mounting tensions threaten to ignite a new era of conflict, her hopes for peace could be extinguished forever. War Chief Garrosh, obsessed with assuring the Horde's supremacy over Kalimdor, launches an all-out attack against Jaina's island home of Theramore. Though the Valiant Alliance defenders rush to repel the sudden onslaught, they soon find themselves unprepared for the terrible scope of Garrosh's true plans. The destruction wrought by the Horde's brazen attack irrevocably transforms Jaina, propelling the kind-hearted diplomat down a path of grief and vengeance that will alter not only her destiny, but the destiny of Azeroth itself. Allie, what is your rating of Tides of War? 9.5. My emotions. (laughs) Out of 10. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. My emotions at that. Okay, I like this one. Okay. All right. Do you have an explanation for your rating? I'm I'm curious to know how you got now. Uh, well, it was it was good. I actually like. It's one of those books that when I first read it, I I enjoyed it. It grabbed me, but then when I actually like read it again, it was actually an audiobook and got to you know really hear it mm-hmm. and really at that point like I was also like on my second listen through like I was a little more knowledgeable in the lore, a little more embedded in the lore and whatnot. And just uh, everything that happened with Theramore, with 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 Kindy. I was wondering if we could get through this discussion without talking about Kindy. We can't get through... What? <laughs> How can we get through this discussion? I don't know if I can do the show anymore. Because we're just we're just gonna admit that uh the, that was an emotional trauma and we're just gonna we're just gonna move along. That was my emotions. We're just gonna <sighs> just gonna ignore that. <laughs> Kendi was dust, and she had to go tell her parents who were just <gasps> so proud of her. Just oh my, my emotions. She was like the so best. Much. She was like the best baker in town and all that too. It's like oh oh it was just uh and. That was part of it for me, though, was the fact that it made me feel those emotions. It made me care about Kindy, and then it crushed me, which really showed that it did make me feel my emotions. It made me care about Kindy. It made me despise Garrosh for doing that, because it was just is written well enough, at least in my mind. Now, keep in mind, I'm someone who I tend to like things and. Sometimes I'm not good at being super critical about things because I just like to like things. But I felt like 
at least for me, it was written in such a way that it was easy to follow. It made me care. And it really just brought me into the story as if like I could be like this onlooker to it all and in various people's shoes and whatnot. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like all that. I like all that. Now, I will admit, I, I, I'm going to admit before I give my rating is that I think the only reason that I that Christy didn't get me with this book, too, is because I, I, I knew about it ahead of time. So if I had went in blind, right, because I, had, I read this book years after this came out. Um, so yeah. I had heard all the discussions about it and all that thing like that. If I had just gone into a blind and just read it, I would have been a, I'd have been bawling. I'd have been on the floor going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> day. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still in Dollar and lighting the lamps to this day. And even better, uh, uh, little Kendi pops up on the top of the lamps every once in a while. I know. <laughs> I've seen her. I'm like Kendi, I know you. Hi. I'm yeah. sorry, what happened? I love you. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Now, for my rating, I will give this 8.5 problematic female tropes out of 10. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair, fair. <laughs> great book. I'm actually going to say I, I love the book. Fantastic. Um, I'm just saying, after what we learned about Blizzard and some of the folks that work there. Fair. After, I looked at this book a little it's a little differently now because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, it's true. Is this, unfortunately, is this how you write all your female? And I know Christy, you just she gets the notes from the story team and she does a fantastic job. Yeah, like yeah. zero blame on Christy. She did a fantastic job with what was handed to her. I just feel like and I like like I've heard like I just came back from, you know, guild meetup. Lex was there and I was talking with her and it was, some of the stuff came up and it just. It just reminds me of some of the things where it's like, is this the only kind of story that you can tell for a female character and a prominent one of let's make her really, really angry and get really pissed off because a bad thing happens. And I'm fine to absolutely justifiable reaction on Jaina's part. But it's like, is that the only story you can tell? No, I don't know. It's like, it's true. I mean, it's always it's, it's either, you know illogical you know anger or illogical emotions like i hate 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 anytime i'm doing my invincible runs and you get to the point where (laughs) where janus i'm just so proud of my king (laughs) hate it hate capital letters hate that line (laughs) god yeah anyway sorry continue no no i was just gonna say it's like (laughs) like if you look at the uh, grand scope of blizzard's like you know main female i would say like kind of like protagonists you got like kerrigan jaina taronda and taronda was the shining star out of them all until recently right (laughs) She was the one where it's like, oh, yeah, they know they care. Never mind. (laughs) They did the same thing. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to care. I'm curious to see what they do with her story. Yeah. You know, new, new, new team, new direction. Hey, they at least seem to be going a slightly different direction with her now. So she cautiously optimistic. She has chosen the path of renewal. 
not the path of she justice. has yes <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah because i'm aware of some spoilers that we will not be discussing yet <laughs> i've been actually like certain story spoilers i've actually avoided them so yeah i i and and honestly i don't even know if that's gonna be a thing yet but moving on <laughs> yes moving on to warlords of draenor yeah to be a little more detailed um the war crimes. expansion where the book was better than the expansion it's true <laughs> <laughs> So War Crimes came out six months before Warlords of Draenor. Six months. It's a pretty decent chunk of time. Six months. Six months. Yep. Yep. I felt like I had something to say about the six months and some kind of joke about how that was shorter than the last patch of Warlords. But anyways, (laughs) the synopsis of War Crimes... Alliance and Horde forces have stripped Garrosh Hellscream, one of the most reviled figures of Azeroth, of his titles as Warchief. Now, on the legendary continent of Pandaria, he will stand trial for his transgressions. As the trial unfolds, agents of the Bronze Dragonflight present shocking visions of Garrosh's atrocities. Unbeknownst to anyone, Shadowy forces are at work on Azeroth, threatening not only the court's ability to meet out justice, but also the lives of everyone at the trial. This book has the best line in all the books. What book, What line is that? We've got warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why all I right, remember that right. line so much. When Varian would basically just embrace the, who cares what they got? We got warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I always like, I remember and appreciate that line. It was always a good line. Like that one. Nice. Yeah. It's good. So, Allie. Would you, would you like to give your rating? Yeah. I was going to give my rating. Let me think. Um, let's see. We're going to give this one. We're going to give this one seven and a half. Rathian's punched in the face at a 10. <laughs> Obviously, that happened later, but he deserved it in this book big time. <laughs> all right. All right. Rathian was a butt in this book. That's all I'm saying. Right. right. He really was. I'm trying to think of some creative rating thing I could do for this book right, well, and what I'll, I would give it, actually. I'll, I'll talk about this book for a second while you think of it. You talk, you talk about this book. I'll, I'll brainstorm a bit. Sure. So my issue and all, well, not a really issue, but what I enjoyed about, about the book is I feel like they were like, hey, everybody, you like Law and Order? And we're like, yeah, Law and Order is pretty good. Do you like a good crime scene drama? Yeah. Do you like World of Warcraft? Surprisingly enough, I like that too. How about if we put those together? I guess it worked. Now, here's the one issue where a lot of doc points docked, in my opinion. A lot of points. Like, I could actually dock it a couple more points because of this. Um, let's just say, if you listen to this book on Audible or any other, wherever you get your audiobooks, you're going to get really sick of the with respect I object. <laughs> Or, I think it's with respect I protest, but hey, whatever the frick Tyrande says, <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah, I think it's with respect I protest, or some crap like that. Oh my god. It is constant. <laughs> it is, it's 
it's every other line it feels like <laughs> freaking freaking what is that guy's name Mr. not the Shao Hao not the emperor whatever the freaking leader of the shadow pan name is you know because he was the one that was Ter- Ter- Terran Terran Zoo yeah Terran Zoo he was the he was the judge but came up with some wacky ass Pandaren name for his for his title he was like Chifu or something like that <laughs> it was something like that <laughs> Chifu, friggin' or some crap like that, and then they he banged a gong and pa pa pa, and he's like, he's like I, you know, overruled or sustained. Five. <laughs> it was good. I, I liked the book, um, primarily for the the Savannah stuff. Actually, Savannah stuff was actually the best part of the book. Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah, I go ahead. No, I was, just, I was just gonna ask what your rating is. What did, you, did you come up with a fun little little anecdote? It's not really fun. One of my favorite things about this book, well, one of the things I liked about this book is the way in which they presented their evidence because they used the whole like Sands of Time stuff to, you know, actually play out the scenes for everyone to see. And I really wish. I had that ability in my life. Like, yeah, sure. Video. But it's different than video with a monitor. Like, it was just, it was just there, right? It was really cool. Like, I would like to replay the scenes of 2019 BlizzCon. It was a very happy place. I want to go through it again. So I could just use the sands of time to be like, poof, and have it like play out right in front of me. It'd be awesome. And so I'm going to say that this book is a rating of eight out of 10 sands of time videos. That's okay. really lame. <laughs> it's so it's good. fine. It's a good book. It's, it's, a, good book. it's, a, it's the best I came up with. <laughs> I, like the, I like the book. I like the book. It's good. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I, I guess we can move on to Legion now. Yeah. Yeah. Legion. Illidan. Illidan. This one came out four months before the expansion. Four, which is, I think, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you the synopsis, and then we'll discuss it a little bit. So here's the synopsis for Illidan by Matt King, I believe. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's William. William King. William King? Oh, give me a second. I'll tell you a second. Here we go. <laughs> pretty sure. We have slept since then. Allie's but- right. It's William. Bill. William. Bill King. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the old synopsis for Illidan. The Burning Legion has returned, and there is only one champion who can truly stand against it. Released from his bonds, Illidan prepares for the final confrontation in the alien realm of Outland, gathering an army of fell orcs, naga, blood elves, and demon hunters to his side. He alone knows what motives guide his hand. He alone understands the price that must be paid. Yet, as before, he is assailed by those who see his schemes as a cynical quest for power, including the Night Elf Maiev Shadowsong. Warden Shadowsong will not rest until Illidan is in her custody, or in his grave. The novel's prologue depicts Tyrande freeing Illidan during the events of Reign of Chaos in the first few chapters retail 
follow the events of Warcraft 3 Frozen Throne. The rest of the novel focuses primarily on Illidan, Maiev, Shadow Song, Akama, and a novice demon hunter named Vandal. I remember that. <laughs> During the period <laughs> up to the Burning Crusade expansion, culminating in Illidan's defeat in the Black Temple raid. So, Allie, what's your rating? You got one? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 jumping demon hunters. <laughs> jumping because demon hunters. <laughs> Insert Sebastian voice like here. That. that makes jumping it so much better. Jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it's I, I genuinely like the book. I did audiobook for this one. And I do enjoy how it, it gives you a glimpse of Illidan's life. You put yourself in his shoes and it's a very expansive timeline he has led. So that was really cool. But also, I don't know, it just, it felt like it jumped around a little bit and I had to like, I had to pay attention more, which I mean, it's a book. You want to pay attention. But it's one of those things where if I was doing too much in the background while I was listening to it, because I would get an audiobook is how I was doing this, then I would feel like I missed something. Yeah. So maybe if I was reading it, that rating would be higher. But I just, I enjoyed the story, which is kind of, I don't know, it was, just, it was a little jumpy. A little, a little jumpy. Mm, it was. It absolutely was. And I am going to give it I'm going to give it seven and a half retconned characters out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Lay it on us. <laughs> because I, I now I don't know Blizzard's intention for the character of Illidan, but it seemed to me like he is a villain, right? He is a villain, not a good guy. But they're like, no way. He's got he's got reason. He's got reason. <laughs> He's seen what happened when the Burning Legion burned his eyeballs out. He's seen it. He's seen it. Dang it. He knows what's <laughs> happening with the Burning Legion. And he's the only one that can stop us. And you know what? He's like this weird Machiavellian character. Ends justify the means. You stop the Burning Legion. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter that he's an asshole. Doesn't matter. He's going to stop the Burning Legion. That's what that's all that matters. And you're like, yeah, Jordan, he's, he's all right. <laughs> but honestly, out of all the characters that you, you come to respect, it's the most. It's actually a comma because you're like, yeah, yeah, a comma was really cool in this you book, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No wonder he betrayed you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was definitely team Akama for this book. It was it was great. Yeah, so I think the only thing that was interesting that like we got like new information, truly new information, was the whole like this is what it takes to become a demon hunter, right? <laughs> when it was following around, yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Vandrol or whatever their name was. Man, they're like, yeah, all right. So we're gonna give you these hot pokers. And what you're going to do is you're going to take one of each and you're going to jam them in your eye. And you're going to be like, ah! <laughs> don't worry, we're not going to blind you unless you suck at this. Uh, <laughs> but if you're really good at it, you're going to get demon sight, right? Because the master, Illidan, he got his eyeballs burnt out by Sargeras 10,000 years ago. So you got to kind of do that. But it's not Sargeras doing it. You're just using hot pokers. 
It's a little, it's a little it's true. different. It's true. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, I was. I liked it. It was. It was a good book. I'm not gonna say it's. It's, it's bad. Oh, and also, best explanation of raid preparation ever in this book. <laughs> that was actually pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> was Ilan was watching. The entire raid team drink their potions, eat their feasts, <laughs> sharpen their blades. That, hearing that part made me so happy. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> and he was just like, nah, I got better things to do. I'm over here. It's fine. I got stuff to do. No, just, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to interrupt their snack, right? They're, they're probably hungry. They're probably hungry. Snacks they're, are important, man. Yeah, they're just having <laughs> a snack. It's fine. When they're drinking, a little, little, have a little... little well, sweet. I got a couple things back then. That was actually like two elixirs because it was it was BC. You had your battle and your I don't know guardian sure. elixir or some crap like that. No flasks back then or something. I don't know. I just thought that was so freaking funny the way I was explaining that. It. It's like yeah, there's like 25 people just hanging out on this floor plateau, and he's just like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I thought I remember hearing that, and I just thought it was like so creative. And I was really happy they included that. Yeah. Big, yeah. Big, that's big good. smiles on that one. I was, I was giggling. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it was fantastic. All right. Well, Legion. Battle for Azeroth. That's next. Battle for Azeroth. That's yep. The one. Battle for Azeroth, which means it's before the storm. So this was released two months before the expansion. Again, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Two months. The synopsis. Azeroth is dying. The Horden Alliance defeated the demonic Burning Legion, but a dire catastrophe is unfolding deep below the surface of the world. There is a mortal wound in the heart of Azeroth, struck by the sword of the fallen Titan Sargeras, and a final act of cruelty. For Anduin Rin, King of Stormwind and Sylvanas Runrunner, Warchief of the Horde and Queen of the Forsaken, there is little time to rebuild what remains of even less to mourn what was lost. Azeroth's devastating wound has revealed a mysterious material known as Azerite. In the right hands, this strange golden substance is capable of incredible feats of creation. In the wrong ones, it could bring forth unthinkable destruction. As Alliance and Horde forces race to uncover the secrets of Azerite and heal the wounded world, as Anduin words too there's a lot of a's in here anduin enacts a desperate plan aimed at forging a lasting peace between factions azerite jeopardizes the balance of power and so anduin must gain the trust of sylvanas but as ever the dark lady has her own machinations for peace to be possible generations of bloodshed and hatred must be brought to an end but there are truths that neither side is willing to accept and ambitions that they loathe to relinquish. As Alliance and Horde alike grasp for Azerite's power, their simmering conflict threatens to reignite all at war. A war that would spell doom for Azeroth. <gasps> doom! Doom, 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 doomy, doom, doom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jen, what is your rating on Before the Storm? My rating is um friggin' um before the storm. That's gonna be I got it. Eight and a half worgen tails out of ten. 
I approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> Gen was so happy. He was wagging his tail. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I wish we had tails. <laughs> yeah, it's so many options to choose from, like dead Caliamenethils, uh, you know, freaking weirdly, I don't know, light forged forsaken. Because seriously, after I read this book, I was like, oh. The Horde are getting Lightforge Forsaken. I thought for sure it was going to happen. Something like that. Didn't happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I actually read this one before the expansion came out, too. Like, like that's... Like, yeah, like, legit and stuff. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, this is what's happening. I was like, I was like, this, this is going to happen, everybody. I read the book. I'm going to tell you. None of it happened. <laughs> Not a thing. Uh, the only thing that I thought was funny is that uh, Sylvanas was like, I will harm... None of your people. Not a one. Nope. Negative. Not a one. And then Sylvanas was like, Kalia wasn't part of the alliance. <laughs> and I only killed my own people. <laughs> so I still met the, the I still met what I what I agreed to. <laughs> Sylvanas was very conniving in this book, I'll put it that way. <laughs> and she did not like the desolate council back then. Not at all. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I'm going to give this eight forsaken scarves out of ten. Oh, oh that was a good one. I like I like that part. <laughs> she was I so really, happy. She was she yeah, was like, I'm gonna meet my family again. It's gonna be so great. Like so some of that stuff was freaking heartbreaking. It really was. Oh well, yeah, you had the uh what was his name? Anduin's Anduin's dude from the the family. The family friend who, oh, who helped take oh, care of Anduin. Yeah. Will, Will, Will? It's something like that. Willie? It's like, it's like Will, 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 Wilt. I think it was like Wilter. Something. That, that broke, mm, that broke my heart. Broke my heart. And then I really liked hearing about the Forsaken and how, more about how they feel about their lives. And... You, know, you you get that heartfelt moment of them being genuinely happy to meet their family again. And the ones that were, you know, what they were hoping for out of the reunion with their family. Even though you secretly knew it was probably going to be a train wreck and not go well. It, I still had a hard time, like, not hoping for at least some of the reunions to go well. And then everything went so south so quickly. And it was... And also, we got the cool moment of... And when standing up to Sylvanas and like when the, when they met and talked and stuff, which I'm like, yeah, go Anduin. Ooh, do it. Um, but it's so it just again, it's one of those books that really brought me in and made me feel things and put me in the shoes of some of these peoples. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty cool. And the whole thing, Azurite, like it was cool to learn about the Azurite and cool to learn a bit more about, you know, Sylvanas and what she was up to. But I also like it, even though it made a lot of sense that things went down the way they did on that field, it was still very a bit frustrating, too. And yeah, two quick addendums. The name is Will W Y L L. So it's why there's there's the difference. Yeah, okay, right. That was his name. Very sad. Uh, And I will give one addendum rating, one extra little, just a little tidbit that I had actually forgotten that there was in this book. 
10 out of 10 goblin gnome romances. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I really liked that. That was fantastic. Yeah. So good that they added them in the game because they absolutely should have uh-huh. been there in the first place. Yeah. Absolutely. That Gris- was great. Grizzix and Safranetta. So good. Uh-huh. Safi, as love you them. called her. So good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that actually was the best part of the book, honestly. <laughs> Was it a good book? It absolutely was. Like, I liked, uh, I really liked the Alonzo's Fowl and uh, friggin' uh, Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion, uh, am I getting the names mixed up? I don't know. Friggin', I don't know. What's his, what's his, what's his butt? Light forged butt, you know, married to, married to Alaria. <laughs> Tyrion? Tyrion, thank you. Tyrion. <laughs> I'm seriously thinking, like, wait, was Tyrion in the book and I'm just forgetting no, some no, no, substance? No, no. I was like, I was like, that's like, the I remember Alonzo's Fowl. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a priest. I remember Lance's Fowl. He's my buddy. But I was like, wait, was Tyrion in there? And I was forgetting. No. I'm such a bad podcaster. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, he's not in there. It's Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion. So Tyrion decided to find out that Lance's Fowl, even though he's forsaken, still a good dude. So that's where I was like, hey, you know, that was pretty cool. Even a guy that's over a thousand years old because he was a light force and fought a thousand years of war because of Tammy Wimey and. So I don't know, I, however, the, I don't know, the friggin' E equals MC squared and friggin' time travel and <laughs> moving closer and the twisting. I don't know how that works. <laughs> no, a thousand years passed in the twist together and only 30 something passed on Azure. I don't know. He got closer to the center of the universe, so he went like this faster. Like, woo, 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 woo. I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Uh, I really like that part where he's like, you're an abomination. And Lance Fowl is like, no, oh, man, I'm just, I'm just dead, but I'm still me. He's like, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're still you, buddy. <laughs> so I like, really like that part. And then obviously again had a tail. Uh, <laughs> true. True. He did. He had a tail in the book. All right. Do you have any, anything else to add about the, before the storm, the book that the more you talk about, the more you realize that that's actually better than you may even remember. It was actually pretty good. It was good. Uh, also also pretty good on audiobook. Yeah, I, I actually have not listened to that one on audiobook. I, I, I like read it's pretty read good. I read yeah. it. I read it. Well, yeah, I read it and then did audiobook and did the same for our next book's book as well, which we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, it was it was good. You get the whole isn't isn't it in um, before this wait, was it? Oh, was it in before the storm or shadows rising? Where you get the whole scene of like Anduin like sneaking out under the guise of like That's Jasper Rising. or whatever. That's Shadows, Shadows Rising. Rising. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'll hold that off for the next one. That is, and I there's actually a story behind the name that was <laughs> that was in that game too. Because <laughs> I know his name. I know his name in the book. It's really funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, do you have anything else to add? No, not on. To move on. Story. We okay. can totally move on to Shadows Rising from Shadowlands. Anyway. Quick uh, synopsis on this one. By the way, four months before the expansion. In case you're wondering. Yep. Four months before the expansion. Get him out. Get him out. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. So much so that I did not read it before the expansion, but I did read it. <laughs> I read it. Anyway, Shadows Rising. Synopsis. The Horde is nothing. With those infamous... <laughs> what was that? That was weird. The Horde is nothing. 
That's why they all how she said it, but okay, continue. With those infamous words, Sylvanas Winred had betrayed and abandoned the horde she vowed to serve. The Dark Lady and her forces now work, and the shadows as both the Horde and the Alliance race to uncover her next move, including her own sister, Illyria. Struggling to shoulder the crushing weight of leadership, King Anduin entrusts the Void Elf and High Exarch Teralion to uncover Sylvanas' whereabouts. The Horde now stands at a crossroad. The various factions form a council, leaving the mantle of Warchief to rest. Thrall, Lothamar Theron, Bane Bloodhoof, First Arcanist Th- Thorisla. Oh, I have two of those people in there. I get doing hubba hubba. And many other familiar faces rise to this new challenge. But the threats are numerous, and the distress runs too deep. When the council is derailed by a failed assassination attempt on Tulanji, the Zandalari queen and key ally, Thrall and the rest of the horde leaders are forced into action. They empower the young troll shaman Zakan, still grieving the loss of Varrock Sarafang with a critical mission to aid Tulanji and help uncover the rising threat against her. Meanwhile, Nathano's butt-faced Brightcrawler and Sierra Moonborn <laughs> have been tasked by the Dark Lady with a terrifying gambit to kill the troll Loa of death himself one zombie. No, 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 you can't kill him. As the Khan and Talanji work to save one zombie, their journey will be a key turning point in bolstering the horde against the coming darkness and finding themselves along the way. Failure to save their allies and a trickster god will surely doom the horde and through success, they may rediscover what makes the Horde strong. Wow. I almost felt bad that I left such a long synopsis in there. But I was like, it's the last novel before, you know, Shadowlands, most recent one. We'll go ahead and just leave it in. And then you just you just ran with it. Yeah, I was I was uh, I was uh, what is the I was uh, I was channeling my inner inner Jennifer. Coolidge, you know, from Two Blood Girls, where she's like, Hi, how you doing? <laughs> that's what it's going. However, you say your last name. <laughs> that's that's what that's what that was, everybody, in case you're wondering. <laughs> okay, do you have a rating? And I'm curious to know if you're gonna use the same rating as me. Because I know Possibly? I'm using. Oh, Maybe. I'm using. I mean, we tend to be on the same page with a lot of things mentally. I'm gonna give it a 9.51 zombies out of 10. No, not the same rating. Oh, so sad. I am also going to give it 9.5 shadowy tendrils out the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Anduin's feeling a little. Hey, everybody. I got something up my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the book that I think Madeline Rue knocked it out of the park. It was a really good book. Really she really it. did. Oh, I really like her as a Warcraft novel and no- novel novelist, author, author. Madeline and Rue, I love- Warcraft novel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would read that. Not only is she badass, but I really like that she spent so much time with the community doing interviews and all that, even with smaller podcasts that are smaller podcasts <laughs> and she still gave them the time of day and 
getting a chance to interview her was just phenomenal and she's awesome. Plus, if you have not listened to the audiobook of this, what are you doing with your life? Because the audiobook of this has all the voice actors of all these people and it was amazing. And it is primarily boy, the voice actor of Talanji that reads the, the mm-hmm. most of the narration. It's so good. But there's Bon Somdi in there. There's some Savannah's in there. There's some Anduin in there. So good. Yeah, very so good. good. So good. Plus, I like the whole, I mean, being a priest, I really like hearing more about Alaria and what she has been going through with uh, the Void and whatnots. And how that's working with Charlian and all of that. And I really like Bonsamdi as a character. I really like Zakan. I liked hearing about, you know, Anduin sneaking out and then, you know, to have a drink, but then running into Jaina as well. You know, Auntie Jaina. Oh, would you like to know what his name steam was? Too. That there was a story. Jess- there, wasn't there's... Jesper or something? No. His name was Jarek. Okay. Jarek. Jarek. And just so you know, it's because <laughs> Matt of the Room told a story about this. On, I think it was on Twitter that I saw this. It rings a vague bell, but I've slept since Jarek stands for generic Derek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's Jarek. <laughs> nice. It's good. Fantastic. She even it's, created it's a good. character on uh, Warcraft. Like she, she even had the name. She created a human warrior named Jarek, and it's like, if you know, you know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> she even gave him black hair because he put shoe polish in his hair. That's <laughs> 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 oh, so good. And then Jaina found him. And she's like, what are you doing here, jackass? <laughs> It was, I just love that exchange between the two of them. And there were some things, you know, it actually went to some details about Anduin and why he was escaping and why he was blowing off steam and why he was feeling the way he was feeling. And uh, I really resonated with a lot of that and that hit me pretty deep. So that was pretty great. And just that whole interchange between them was, was really cool. Yeah. My favorite thing about that was Jaina just showed up as Jaina. She's like, forget Jaina. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you could just be you. <laughs> He's like, well, I really can't. She's like, oh, you really can. Like, I'm really freaking famous and I'm just me. And he's like, good point. That's <laughs> a really good point. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like this book. And uh, the, yeah, the freaking Zakan stuff and the Bon Zombie yeah. bits. Freaking fantastic. Oh, and the creepy, the creepy lady with the, that was like, uh, Talanji's like childhood oh, friend. Oh yeah, t- yeah, 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 yeah. I remember her name with a little. She was great. Little like little little buggy friend. Didn't she have like a tick? Little tick. <laughs> it was like a yeah, tick. the tick. It was, it was like a blood tick. Oh, yeah. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was nasty. Yeah, it was. The, yeah, it was good though. Like the whole book, it was actually really good. Now I kind of want to listen to it again. Honestly, it was really good. That yeah. might be a thing that happens soon. It could be, especially if we don't get could what's be. coming could next be. anytime soon. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about what's coming next? Yeah. Are we ready to move on? Do you want to still talk about that book? I feel like I blabbed about it a bit. No, no, I, I'm good. I talked about generic. I'm good. Derek. <laughs> okay, that's all you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I really wanted to talk about <laughs> that because I knew something. I needed to let people know that this is what it is. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well then, 
the reason why we're a little better, at least I'm a little better. I don't know, Jenny, a little better, a little better, a little better. You know, I wasn't until you brought it up. So that's that's the okay. Thing. Well, I, I ruined Jen. So it was, it was like we're bitter. I was just going along. <laughs> I was I I wasn't paying attention to anything. I was I forgot that they were like, hey, the Dragonflies coming out in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two. Everybody before twenty twenty three. And I was like, I, I completely spaced. I was like, should there be a book? Probably should be a book. And Allie was like, hey, Jen, there's supposed to be a book. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of kind of how that went. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bitter because there's supposed to be a book. I, I want to read this book because I want to know things. And we don't even know a date for this book or a title or who wrote it. What is happening? What? Because <laughs> at one point there was actually a pre-order page on Amazon for the Dragonflight novel with a stated release of, I think it was November 22nd, something around there. And it was listed as Untitled Dragonflight Prequel. That page has since been taken down. And I obviously it was before I got a chance to pre-order it and everything. There was a leak on Reddit. Again, it was just a leak on Reddit. So there's not necessarily anything, you know, any proof behind that. But so that it's about a November 28th release of the Dragonflight expansion. Again, a leak on Reddit. So it may not or may not be coming. May or may not. It's just it's we don't know. We don't know. But I imagine we're gonna be getting some more information sometime this month, the game next month maybe, about some of this stuff. But I want to know about the freaking novel. Like when is it gonna be released? Who wrote it? So let's start there. When do you think it's gonna be released? Um I don't know, Christmas time? December you know what? No, they're going to release it on December 12th. They're going to release it on December 12th. Why are they? Free birthday? Yeah. They release yeah. it on my birthday. <laughs> or the Tuesday closest to it, you know. And they're going to be like, happy birthday, Jen. Have yourself a book. And I'm like, don't mind if I do. I'm going to read a book because I'm really tired after this marathon I just ran a week ago. Because it's on the 4th and the 12th. You get it. You get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll like to cozy up with a little book on my birthday and I'll read it. So, yeah, it's going to come out December right before Christmas. So, you know, you want to you want to be like, hey, everybody, it's the holiday season. Have a holly jolly Christmas and go read a book. Uh, yeah, that's what that's. Yep. <laughs> that's what's coming out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. When do you think it's coming out? I would like to read it during some downtime for the Thanksgiving break. Since we officially are getting the Friday after Thanksgiving off. Last couple of years, it's just being because of COVID. But that's an official thing now for us at my school, which is fantastic. And I would like to cozy up with a ton of food and this book. So I'm hoping for it to come out November 15th. Mm. That feels like really hopeful since I was like right around the corner. We don't know what's going on with it, but. I know I can be I can be hopeful. I can be hopeful but I also, too. I said my birthday. <laughs> fair. I mean, for your sake, I I love you, so I hope it's your birthday. But for me, I hope it's mid-November. I will say, when I was doing these show notes and read that Arthas came out five months after Wrath, I was like, "Is that what they're gonna do? Like, is this gonna come out after Dragonfly? Come on, Are they gonna make us wait that long? Come here. Is that a thing?" I guess it's going to be a thing. It might be a thing. 
Why is that? What? No, I don't want that to be a thing. I don't know. Maybe they're like having troubles getting it out or something. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Maybe or maybe maybe whatever the subject of Dragonflight novel and what's happening in Dragonflight. Maybe it makes more sense to have it come out after. I really hope not, though. I want it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to whine about it because I want it now. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. It'll be good. I'd like it now. I would like it now. Yep. So, um... Who I, we think's writing it? Okay, who who's writing it? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Balladrue. Why? I don't know. Uh, could be, could be. I don't know. I feel like it. it I don't. Know. It, it feels like to me it's gonna be Madeline or Christy. It's gonna be Madeline or Christy. It could be gather my one, yeah. But my yeah. my bet. My first thought was Christy, but then I don't know. I feel like on Twitter, which if you don't follow her on Twitter, you totally should because she's great. But I feel like on Twitter, she has really tr- spent a lot of time trying to point out to people that she is part of Blizzard as a whole not just the Warcraft narrative team. And so that makes me wonder if maybe she isn't doing the next novel. If that's the case, I do hope it's Madeline Rue because I like her as a person. I like her as an author and that would be pretty great. I agree. Yeah. And I think she enjoyed doing the book too. So yeah. Yeah, I I did. I, I, that's someone who got to interview her as well. She yeah. definitely seemed to really enjoy uh, writing it, uh, even if she had some serious issues with uh, Blizzard as a company right now. But we all kind of do right now. So, hey, true. It's true. All right. Now, what do you think it's going to be about? So make, make, make a prediction time. So here's my prediction time. Here's my prediction time. I was, we were thinking about it. We kind of talk about all this. And here with the Dragonflight, and it just feels correct with all everything that's been going around because Blizzard is not anything but about two years late on everything. Okay? True. So, here is my prediction because we have had Twilight of the Aspects, Dawn of the Aspects. I think this book is going to be named Rise of the Aspects. So... That's an awesome name. That would be really cool. That is my prediction is that this is going to be the return or culmination and kind of like Rathion coming into himself as a as a character. And I think this would primarily be focused around Rathion, right? Because I think okay. I think he is very much being like, hey, Rathion, you're like the cool kid in town now. I think that's what they're kind of doing with him right now. Right? He was he was kind of there in Shadowland. Not really. He wasn't really there in Shadowlands at all. But he was no. kind of there at the end of, of Battle for Azeroth. He didn't really show up until the very end. Right? It was just the whole Nihilotha thing where he was like, hey, I'm here. And then Andal punched him in the face. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I think it's going to be Rathian's time to shine. And he's going to be like, hey, everybody, check it out. You know, Alex Straza, Malithra, possibly. Um, maybe a Sarah. We'll see. Um, and you know, Caligos, friggin' uh, Nasdormu. You want to be aspects again? And they're like, yeah, kind of miss it. 
And they're gonna, and they're, it's gonna probably talk all about that. So if they're gonna do a the novel about that, I feel like it may make sense. Very similar to how they did Sylvanas, where they were really trying to be like, "Don't release it until 9.2 is ready." <laughs> I feel right. like I feel like they're going to release this maybe a month or two after the expansion releases because it's probably going to focus a lot on what we were doing in the questing right because i mean they've already okay stevie came out and said the three years between shadowlands and dragonflight not a gold darn thing happened it's boring nothing except the adorable wedding moving on past that (laughs) so i think the novel if they're gonna have one is going to be focusing specifically on the empowerment of the aspects and all of that. All that stuff that you can't really get into a game, even though you're going to play through it and experience it to the sum. But if there's probably going to be a lot of like, for example, you know how when Callie and Derek walked off screen and were like, get back here. Right. In the novel. You follow them hoping to hear their conversation and they I just think disappear. in the novel we're going to get that <laughs> conversation. Like We'll get that conversation okay. between the aspects okay. that wasn't in the game. You'll get all that extra flavor that us lore junkies are like, yes, give me more. Give me all the flavor, all the juices all over me. Yes, please. That was weird. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we like all the, you know, when you're reading one of those fantasy novels, particularly by George R. R. Martin, he focuses really specifically on a lot of the details. We like that stuff around here. Like, yeah. So, so yeah, give us all those details. So there you go. That's my prediction. So, so Allie, what is your prediction? What do you think this book is going to be about? And what possibly could be the title? I couldn't come up with the title yet. Not going to lie. I kind of like your title. It's good. I'm going to adopt it. It's a good it. title, right? <laughs> That's yeah, a good one. It's a really good title. Yeah. Or the Awakening of the Aspects. But I like, your, I like yours better. Yeah, I was going with Rise of Skywalker or some shit like that, even though it wasn't like... Yeah. wasn't exactly a critically acclaimed movie. <laughs> but, hey. No, I like your title. It's good. It's a good it's title. Good. I think that we are going to learn more about the history of the Dragon Isles. I can I can see them doing kind of like a somehow a very brief review of how the Dragon Aspects became Dragon Aspects. Maybe even a brief, you know, nod to Galakrond. And I think they will take some time to go up over the Dragon Isles and why they're important. Why it's been, you know, like shrouded and mist or whatever and you know the stony tonies and whatnot and then like on like the second part of the book or whatever spend some time kind of like what you were saying going over the dragon aspects these days i think that each aspect will have their time in the spotlight so we really get a feel of where each flight is these days and where the aspects are these days because i mean alex straza is one of the few remaining ones and Nazdormu who were who were there in the beginning. And she's 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 been through hell and back. And I, I can see a lot of this being told through her lens as her being the narrator. But I can also see what you're saying with Rathion getting that time as well and getting that spotlight. At the same time, there's all this stuff with Nazdormu and we know there's gonna be infinite dragonflight stuff. And so I can see him getting some time in the spotlight. And then there's Caligos, like the blue dragonfly is still, you know, rebuilding and because it it was still floundering and then it kind of 
wasn't a thing. And Caligos is like, eh, I'm not going to be an aspect. It's fine. And now he's back. So like it's that could be a thing. So I feel like every aspect will get their time in the spotlight in some way or another. But I think Alex Straza will be the narrator. Yeah, I, you know, as, as you were talking, I, I, I totally agree with a, a lot of what you were saying, like we tend to do. And I think I agree with one thing up to the point, but I think it's going to be very much like how they do a lot of these, how they do a lot of the, the Warcraft novels is there will be multiple point of view characters. Kind of like if you've ever read Game of Thrones, the, the actual novels where all of these different characters, each chapter is a different point of view from different characters. Right. I th- I, th- I honestly think that's how this book is probably going to be, where it's going to be like, you get a Nazdormu chapter, you get a Alex Straza chapter, you get it, right? So it's not just a single... That'd be really cool. Kind of point yeah. of view. It's each chapter is going to focus a, a bit on that. Kind of similar to like, say, like Before the Storm, where it was kind of shifting focus yeah. back and forth yeah. between the Horde, the Alliance, you know, Safranetta, <laughs> you know, Grizzik and all that kind of stuff. Like, or it, just, it would bounce in between the characters. And I, I totally think that they, they would do probably do something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be one. good. Yeah. That's how I would do it if I was right. But I'm not a very good author. I'm only okay. Like, marginally <laughs> okay. Never wrote a novel. So actually bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually bad (laughs) now originally i was hoping that there would be more about what happened during the gap you know what's going on with certain certain cults what's going on with trillian and illyria you know what's going on with this that and the other but once dvd is like nothing happened in the gap is really boring i'm like fine don't tell us whatever (laughs) so now i think it's going to be all the things I already said. Yes, yeah, so as Allie is Yay. like, fine, keep your secrets. <laughs> I want to know things. <laughs> well, should we move on to what the community thinks this book is going to be about? Absolutely. Or maybe not be about. Because you see, everyone, if you're in our Discord, first off, it's a great community. It really is. There's a sports space channel. There's everything from comedy to general to alcohol to gins running gin, gin running and pleasant photos that make people happy it's just it's everywhere everyone's really great it's really supportive so you should be in the discord but we have a live laugh lore area obviously and in that sometimes we ask you to chime in on the topic of the episode as we did with this one and as we we ask these people what they think is going to be in the dragonfly novel real and fake answers have have a little fun with it a little, little, little fun a little fun so Sarith said it's gonna be the murloc isles all about murlocs and the second half of the novel will tell us where the murlocs go when they die the murder lands but real answer i don't really know and it's bothering me that i've got no clue how they'll lead into it see Sarith also wants to know things he does he does want to know things yeah and i kind of agree with that yeah, the Burgle lands, and also it bothers me. Yep, agree all around. Yeah, I'm I'm bitter that there was no like Shadowlands area where the Murlocs obviously go. Yeah, the Murgle lands is kind of like I uh, remember the little I want, uh, the thing where I wanted to see the Murgle lands. Yeah, but you know how like Savannah's going to be like, oh, they're in the lava eel land, right? The lava eels. It's like that, but the Murgles. 
But I want to see it. I want to stereos, damn it. Anyways, let's just move on. Okay. So uh, anyway, Wildflower says, The story of the supposed conflicts that is between the primalists and the aspects, or like a book about the two lead NPCs of the expansion, bring everyone together. See, that'd be kind of cool. That would be really cool. Everybody, let's get together. Kumbaya time. Boom. Boom. Get ready for an expedition. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Anyways, Sage Kohler says it's going to be called Shadow Shadow Master, The Legendary Journey. It's the biography of for the baddest monk in all the land, Fosho Nukabump, (laughs) detailing his youth growing up in the mean streets of Hadon Village to his epic rivalry with Shonuf of the Yangul, ending in the formation of his kung fu fighting rap group. Zusang tribe. <laughs> Zusang tribe ain't nothing to have for. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. I see this. Yep. This is good. I like that. One. <laughs> I like that one. All right. So let's see. Solaris Wesson. They say, with the cool book cover shared in Discord. It's just a version. It of, was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's just a version of the Dragonology book, but Warcraft Dragons. Ooh, Warcraft Dragons. I like that. That is good. I like that. That's good. That's good. Over. It's good. It's good. Take a look at this book cover just to refresh my memory here. It's it's, it's red. There's this dragon on it. Dragonology. It's cool. Yeah. It's a, the complete book of dragons. All right. I like this. This is pretty great. Yep. I like that. <laughs> right. Good job, Sage Cole. Um... Nope. Solaris yep. Wesson. Yep. It's good. Boo. Solaris. Yep. I suck at names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally speaking, though, hey, shout out to Solaris. Uh, you're my hero. You know why. I like you. All right. Moving on. The Kunka says, took a minute to think. I would rather the book cover characters that haven't been fish fleshed out. Fished out. It doesn't say fished out. I don't know why I thought fished out. Because now I'm just picturing someone like fishing people out of like the pond or something. I'm pic- Anyways, I'm picturing that board, out. board game where you <laughs> go gone fishing or something where you put a little thing and the little fishers are like, a <laughs> I, I liked that game. I thought I was the best at it. I really wasn't, but I thought I was the best. Yeah, it was really good at that <laughs> game. So yeah. good. Anyways. <laughs> Let me just start this over because I ruined it. I'm so sorry, Kunka. Took a minute to think. I would rather the book cover characters that haven't been fleshed out. Maybe around the Black Dragons and what those three have been up have been doing to prepare. Long shot, but it's something we don't know. Their motives for their kind. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I kind of was like, Rathio, Rathio. So, hey, it could be a thing. Yeah. Could be. Could be. All right. So, Kara, Dendara, <laughs> this is what they believe that this book is going to be about. Departos! Yep. That, and they, they think it's it's just a book all about... Departos! And, you know, in his journey about how... Departos! Goes on adventures and he does things and he's going to be like... And, and you know, this guy... Departos! He's going to save the day and he's going to... He's going to help us all. And he's just... Because he's great, because he's... Departos! There you go, you get the idea. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Kara. 
Appreciate that. <laughs> Carrie, just so you know, <laughs> Jen's saving that sound clip now. <laughs> I am, see? Departos! <laughs> I can just hit it whatever now. Oh, goodness. It's just right yep. there. Yep. It's mm-hmm. just right there. Yep. All right. Dracora says, okay, so it's going to be a story about how Rathion hired a freelancer to follow a lead, a scrap of parchment that seemingly mentioned the Dragon Isles, though it was ripped in two and had to be reassembled. After much shenanigans, that freelancer, obviously Fairwind, still my boyfriend, finds himself judging a fabulous cabaret contest of sorts on an island. That's right. He finds the Drag on Isles event, which then appears as an in-game holiday every year going forward. Yes, please. This is this is what I want. I want this. <laughs> and I want this so bad. Dude, if it gives me more Flynn, then yes. Sure, let's do this. And if, Shenanigans, Flynn, Drag, it's all good. And in fact, I want my dwarf, my big fuzzy dwarf, to be able to get up there and strut his stuff on the Drag on Isles event. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I can, I can see your dwarf doing that. Oh, it, it's good. it would be beautiful. I'm just saying. <laughs> hashtag this is me. That's what, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yes. All right. Finally, we got Vandalile. This book is called The Brotherhood. It is a story about the creation of the Brotherhood, the horse, and its members, other than Lothar. What? Other than Lothar? Come on now. Wait, wait. I feel like you just like lost points because you said other than Lothar, <laughs> I mean, can we have can we have Lothar in there too? Because I like that. I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy. Let's leave him in there. Come on, come on, Vanderlyle. Don't don't do this to me. I've have it have it in there. Just just put it in there. So that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna we're just gonna slide slide Lothar right in it. Just slide him in. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. He's gonna be in the book, and all the other buddies too. All those other buddies are gonna slide right in there too. It's fine. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. And do you know who I said that? Can't. You know who said that, Allie? Departos. <laughs> that's who said that. I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> of course. Of course, that is absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's only one other answer to that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, <laughs> that's it. That's all of them. Thanks, everybody. Those are great answers. Except, yes, except, fantastic. Except Thank that you. last little bit of your answer, Vanderlyle, that's mean. Other than Lothar. Come on now. Rude. He's <laughs> <laughs> the best. All right. Well, would you like to thank some patrons? Ah, we I get out of here. To say some thanks to the patrons because that's right. Hey, you remember everybody when I was like, hey, do you like silly things and punk rock? Pumpkins and some... You, you get the idea. Yes. Yeah. It's a part of the show where we have to like say a really quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep the show going. If you would like to join their ranks, it's really simple. All you got to do is patreon.com slash live, laugh, lore. And maybe you too can get an amazing thank you. Like I'm thanking all of the patrons right now. And on top of that, I'm going to say an extra big thank you to the following patrons. And that is going to be Daniel Dupree. That's right, Danny D. How you doing? Uh, Marjo Fichon. Marjo Fichon. I feel like it's like Marjo Fichon, right? Marjo Fichon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a thing. 
Ickis. That's right. Ickis. That's a good. I like that one too. Sarith. You had a good one. You had a good one today. Because I was. I agree. We have Murgle Lands. Mm-hmm. Murgle Lands. Nadun. Yep. Thanks, Nadun. Appreciate you. Uh, in fact, uh, Kamari. You were also awesome. And Vanderlyle. Good job on that one. Except that last little bit of the sentence. I, I take umbrage with that. So much so that I will say this. <laughs> you mean shenanigans? No. We're talking about shenanigans, right? It's rude shenanigans. And I even hit the wrong button because I meant to press this one. Defartos! <laughs> that's what happens right here. I hit wrong buttons. Vanderlyle, that's that's rude. You're making me hit wrong buttons because I'm all <laughs> kerfuffled. Uh, Mud, how you doing, buddy? Um, yeah, you're in here too. And I want to say a big thank you to you. And we talk about roly polies and mud pies, and you're both, I guess. Uh, Chris Malore, how you doing? That's fantastic. Thank you very much. Dungeon Master Burke, when are we playing Dungeons and Dragons again? I should probably hit that up in the Discord. I the, forget. The, the 24th. We play the 24th. The, 20, the 24th, play the, I think. I'm going to be there. I think. Yeah, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons on the 24th. Hey, I hope you're going to be there. I'll be like, that'd be really awkward if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. This is awkward. It's actually gonna be um, November fifth. Yeah, yeah, not gonna be there. All right, back to the show. <laughs> it's, it's true. A lot it's of true. lot of RP, I guess, between the between the five of you. <laughs> so what's that happening? Could be dangerous. Actually, it's gonna be really dangerous because spoiler: Raymond died. Uh, <laughs> And that, that's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. And your chorus. Thanks, your chorus. I appreciate that. And also, I want the Dragon House. I do. That sounds great. <laughs> it's like the, it's kind of like the uh, trial of style, but better. Yeah. But yeah. like way better. But better. But way better. So thank you all. I appreciate every single one of you. Well, we're gonna do this part now. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. So, just a quick, quick little ditty here. There is a 10-year-old in Toronto named David who had a food stand where he was selling scones on the curb outside his house. He was saving up for an Xbox and working really hard, really proud of it. Sister made all the scones herself to you know, help for you know, so could sell them and stuff. This poor kid went inside for a bathroom break. He's 10. He's good potty. It's a thing. Someone drove up in an SUV, stole the stand, so that includes this, the table, the cooler, and even the water bottle that David had been drinking out of while out there selling the scones. Right? Even the water bottle. Like, really? Really? Messed up. You can imagine how crushing that was for David. And sometimes when crap like that happens, love still wins in the end. And we're going to listen to that little story. An update now to a story you saw here earlier this week about a young man who had his curbside scone stand stolen. Since that story aired, there's been an outpouring of support for David Hove from across the country. Here's CTV's Scott Lightfoot. David Hove is back in business. I'll buy two. I'll buy two. Over the weekend, the 10-year-old Toronto boy's curbside scone stand was stolen when he went inside his house for a bathroom break. Security video shows a man pulling up in an SUV and taking the table and cooler, even the water bottle that David had been using. Give me some money. Fortunately, David had the forethought to take his cash box inside with him, but his brief foray into business was a bust. Here you go, brother. Thank you. After CTV News aired David's story, there were offers of support 
from across the country. Lots of people are giving support and willing to donate stuff. Neighbors replaced his table and cooler, and people came by to buy more scones. David was trying to save up enough to buy an Xbox. And we wanted to be able to give you your gift that you were saving for. Thank you. But strangers took care of that too. Dozens of offers from across Canada, including the folks at Stadia Glass and Door. I'm about to cry. <laughs> How are you feeling? Good, so good. The outpouring of support has meant a lot to the young entrepreneur. Even his father is overwhelmed by the kindness of strangers. That shows him that uh, there is more good than bad in the world. But David may not have a lot of time for gaming. He's got a budding baked goods business to attend to. Well, I'm still continuing. Now you can save up for what? Uh, a car? And six years <laughs> to save up for his next goal. Scott Lightfoot, CTV News. That's awesome. <laughs> a car. Like, I thought it was going to be like a video game or like a PS5. No, a car. Yeah, the 10 year A car? <laughs> Moving up in the world, baby. <laughs> you go, David. It's ready. You rock. That's awesome. It was just his, the, the pure joy. It was just so good. And. You can just tell like how touched his dad was and it's just it was just a short little feel good story. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. I love that so much. That's that's beautiful. But I guess it's time for a little bit of this. Cause time to get out of here. We should. You know what? We're gonna do it. We're gonna see if I break things. Should we should we see if we break things? You're good at those. Things. I didn't break things. <laughs> you didn't break things. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughfloorcast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughfloor. And you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. gonna i hit it i hit that button uh, i hit it hard i also consented hit i hit it and hard. i hit it mm-hmm. it's good to have a little bit Departos! Of, right it's always good to have departos <laughs> yeah I, I moved to partos to the the front the front sounder it's not like oh this is just rips of 54 <laughs> no it's, he's he's in the front <laughs> he's in the, he's in he's there now he's, he, that's he's, where he lives he's right next to um he's right next to this Perfect. Yeah, he, uh, he took the place of stop trying to make the Emerald Dream happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Three, are you going to stop trying to make it happen now? Mm. That means, is that, is that we're taking the button off? You are actually listening to the advice of the bumper? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Absolutely not. Uh, anyway, here we we'll go. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs>